Kick Out Crew. James L. Corai. Brad Stanton. Coach Rosie. Adam from Bill. Mike Whitaker. Devin Dowling. The Kick Out Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms. And watch videos exclusively on YouTube. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting episode of your show, The Kick Out Crew. I am James Elacori. And I would like to welcome you to another fantastic episode. And if you haven't watched our previous one... It's like our shortest one, so hey, give it a try. Because it was actually less than two hours. We did a great job, you know, sans people. <laughs> that being said, I've shielded enough. So uh, we do have a special guest today, our buddy Moose, Moose to Don. So uh, Moose, uh, you know, plug your shit and tell the people what's up. Well, um, as Mr. Elkarai said, my name is Moose to Don. Cuckoo, cuckoo, baby. Um, I am the big walking book of useless wrestling knowledge. Um, I would call myself the bearded wonder, but as you can see, I no longer have my trademark beard. Um, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Mark Cyrus, which is my shoot name. Um, I am a wrestling lover. I am a historian of sorts for wrestling. Um, and more recently, I am a, I don't want to say like a guru, but I am somebody who is getting really, really good at social media and like social media planning. Um, and so I, I'm going to start a, a little side hustle coming up here where I will help anybody, doesn't matter who, as long as you're on a business or you're in the wrestling business, um, I will help you revamp your social media um and uh get more followers more engagement um i'll teach you how to run a TikTok, um and different things like that so that's been my little passion project on the side um other than that i i'm here i'm excited to be here um we're gonna talk about some matches that i honestly have never seen until i watched them because i don't watch a lot of wwe um but yeah i'm excited to be here i'm excited to see all you fuckers Hey, man, we're excited to have you. Been yes. homies now for a couple of years, so it's glad to finally have you on. Granted, you know, we're only on episode 46. 46? Yeah. 46 episodes of the Kickout Crew, your show. Who would have thought, huh? Who would have thought? Boy, you thought the little podcast that could. It would be really cool if you would voice over our intro instead of that jackass like, yeah, Kickout Crew. <laughs> hey, I'll do it. I like it. Well, thanks for joining us. You know, uh, I'm pumped up to have you on here and uh, ready to get this fucking train rolling. And I'm uh, 
just gonna start with uh kicking it over to brad so brad uh what's shaking kevin bacon so one rant this week that's all we're gonna do is just one rant my wife and i recently started watching american idol again because that's what old people do right we watch we watch the variety shows that's what we do so we're in the stages right hold now. hold on hold on hold on i have i have one question about this great do you also eat dinner at like 4.30 in the afternoon? Not yet, but we're getting there. I'll tell you what, the discount sounds good after the bill I just paid tonight. Kaboom. <laughs> okay. That's a deep cut. Anyway, so <laughs> we started, we're in the audition stage of uh, of uh, American Idol. So if everybody remembers, the auditions used to be really funny when Simon was on because basically he just buried people. So for years, it was just these people waited in line and got in front of maybe him, maybe not him, maybe some other group there, but you could just show up. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching recently and they have a girl on and she's talking about her father. Her father, you know, has not been around much because he's in the military. He's always deployed. And, uh, you know, it's been her and her mom, but she really, really looks up to her dad. Now I'm going to, this, this, I really am a supporter of the military. My father's a veteran. My grandfather's a veteran. However, all of a sudden she's uh, talking to her, like her dad gave her a special message from the phone saying, congratulations, honey. We're all very proud of you here. And then what happens? What happens? He shows up at the audition. First, I have a question. What kind of pull does American Idol have that they can get a guy out of deployment to show up for this uh, for this girl's audition? My second question is, when did American Idol become a complete work? Let's face it. They are not flying this guy in from wherever he is uh, for this girl to fail. <laughs> okay? We know this girl is going to move on. Her mom did not know this. her dad was coming. She did not know her dad was coming. But obviously, American Idol thought enough of this girl and knew she was coming and brought her dad in there. So my question is, when did it become a complete shoot? And is it the right or the complete work? And is it the right thing? Is it the right thing? Are we missing out on those hidden talents out there that were waiting in line for days to get in front of uh, Simon and uh, Jackson and all those folks, Paula Abdul? To, to find that that one person out there that probably did not have a real opportunity to show their stuff. Now they are actually doing audition tapes and flying you in. That is a work. And if you're watching American Idol and enjoying it, you obviously should be watching wrestling is what I'm getting at here. You should be watching wrestling because they're both a complete work. And that is all I have today. Back to you, James. <laughs> nice one, Brad. I like well that. said. Hey man, reality TV work. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Love how they do that. Uh, <laughs> that was good, uh, Brad. Very concise. I like that. Well, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Hey, yeah, Adam wait. should do it. He's he's good at doing that. Yeah, I think. Oh wait, wait. That's that's right. He's not here. He's not being wonderful. That's another deep cut for tonight. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little concerned now that he's not here. Yeah, it's got him, uh, so much to give him a little ring ring. 705, 706, okay. 713, a little concerned. So much to give him a ring ring. This is a little peek behind our curtain, huh? <laughs> but uh I guess we're gonna keep this train on the tracks and uh kick it on over to Mike. So Mike, welcome back, man. Uh how was the weekend that was? It was fun. Like Devin, thanks for the shout out on the, that for my sister or my <laughs> wife getting married. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, so Moose, so if you haven't a, heard yet, 
Mike's wife got married to his sister last week. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. That is what I tried. Devin said. That is what Devin said but, on the show. So, ahead, but Mike, yes, sorry. it was a professional time. Podcast. So, very beautiful wedding, and congratulate to both of them. And then, um, of course, I was listening to another podcast earlier today, and now he disappeared. But Devin had his little kick out mania thing. And I was going to answer some of his questions, but he disappeared on me. So fuck him. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I was sitting here Thanks, thinking Devin. about something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for screwing Good up. I'll, get, I'll come back to it. You know what I'll it is? It. Is that James told him to call Adam. <laughs> and that's what he's doing. He's calling Adam. Yeah, absolutely. So he'll come back. But I was sitting here thinking about, you know, something to talk about and everything else. And I started thinking. If I was a fly on the wall in the wrestling locker room, when would I like to be there? What kind of conversation or something that happened that hasn't been on TV or we heard rumors of or something like that, what kind of conversation would be awesome to be sitting in that room? So I want to ask you guys, if you could be a fly on the wall, when would it be? Man, these questions are always so hard. I got, I got a good one. Brawl Great. out. What really happened? That'd be a good one. I'll tell you where I would want to be a fly on the wall for a match we may be covering later. Not the yeah. first one that we're covering, but the second one. And that would be, uh, I mean, I'm going to give it away. We're going to be talking about Stardust versus Goldust. I would like to be on a fly on the wall for when Dusty, Goldust, and Stardust were talking off camera. Let me get I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Uh, oh, Devin. sorry. Sorry. Uh, go ahead, Devin. Montreal Screwjob. I'd love to have been there to see what was going on. What I, who actually knew and like everything. Which and part of the Montreal Screwjob? Not the part that's obviously on camera with the Wrestling with Shadows, but you're talking about the boardroom that we that maybe never happened? And are you talking about to see what Brett knew, that kind of thing? Well, I'd love to know, like, how much Shawn Michaels even knew, how much Earl Hefner knew beyond Vince McMahon's knowledge, like beyond outside Vince McMahon's head, who, who all knew everything. And then I would love to see Brett punched Vince McMahon. Yeah, Obviously nice. that would be something classic to watch, but. Moose. Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> what a great voice. Thank you. I've been told <laughs> I have a face for radio. Um, I mean, if I could be a fly on the wall for any wrestling match, it's not one match. It's a series of three matches. And that is the Holy Trinity Flair Steamboat 89 starting at Chi-Town Rumble. I would want to be in the locker room in Chicago, in New Orleans, and in uh, Knoxville, I think it is, um, for all three matches. Uh, and, and hear exactly what went into them. A close second would be uh, Steamboat versus Savage for WrestleMania 3. 136 spots in the match, officially. It's something crazy like that. Um, so those would be the two that first pop into my mind. But, yeah. I, when I was doing it, when I was thinking about it, I want to say Scott Hall talking to Sting about ch changing in the crowd. Like him giving him that idea. We heard Eric Bischoff a couple weeks ago on 83 Weeks talk about it. But between that or any other kind of conversation that Scott, Scott Hall would have, talking about wrestling and ideas and stuff, just to hear his kind of mindset, I think that would be amazing. 
Hey, yo, for sure. Right. I mean, but, and then um, back to what I was saying before, before Devin dipped that on us. <laughs> so Sorry. I got some, I got some answers for your uh, kickout mania. Okay. The female Fred's favorite three. Oh week three, <laughs> week three of this absolute nonsense. Part three of Cockamania. So you said uh, Dewdrop was one, and I'm going to put her against ODB. That'd I be think fun that'd be a good one from Impact Wrestling. Um, Jade, Jade, I would have to say probably Michelle McCool. All I right. think that might be fun. Well, tall. Um, yeah, Paige or Sierra, whatever you want to call her. I'm going to say... Her um, name is Saraya. Saraya, whatever. Same Saraya. thing. Paige. Uh, I'm going to say it's Trish not Paige. You can't call her that. <laughs> okay, well, that one. I'm going to say Trish Stratus. And Kenzie Page. I'm going to say Charlotte Flair. Woo! Aiming high on that one. And that, that is officially mine. the end of that segment. <laughs> Forever. Oh, just wait till next week. But, no, okay. no. <laughs> I can't wait for next week. I'm going to be like, and I have a reply to Mike's choices. <laughs> it's going to be like the replacement for Mike's meat minute, and then we're going to do Mike's meat minute anyway. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, a fly on the wall would have been cool in the uh, territory days hearing them just fucking bad mouth events like constantly. Oh, that'd be fun too. <laughs> How about a fly in the wall with just everything that went on with Flair's last match? Ooh, that was true. Fun. Even backstage afterwards and everything. I just rewatched it. I, I can't believe I did that because I like so much time, right? <laughs> but I really wanted to watch That'd it. Awesome. Man, I'll tell you what, that is a who's who of inside baseball for us when you were watching <laughs> that crowd. Man, <laughs> that is for real. <laughs> everybody we know. Like, all of a what sudden, about, uh, knocking the hat off Bra of uh, Bromwell's head is just like. <laughs> What about when um, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg fought at WrestleMania when they were both leaving? Kind oh, of conversations 20? they could be having. Yeah. I'm sure that was a great conversation on the way out. Right. <laughs> they love the fans. Or Taker, Taker Lesnar at uh, 30. It's too yeah, bad Taker doesn't nice remember stage. anything after a one drop on his head, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but he still kicked out a bunch. <laughs> no, it's good stuff, Mike. Just glad to have the segment back for a third straight week. Love it. <laughs> I knew. I heard you say it. That's why I had to bring it up. Well, I'm not, you know, this isn't a, a secret here. I mean, I'm on air. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking behind your back. Oh, no. Yeah, I did plenty of it right there in front of me. Or yeah. at least in my uh, ears. Well, let's, let's leave Amy out of this. The subpar comment did not go over. As expected. <laughs> As expected. Man, oh, man. man did, I have a, did I have a, it didn't even go on. It did, there was one on Twitter, but there was one on a DM in Twitter as well. Trust me. Oh. Well, hey, you can settle it this June in Huntsville. That's that's the plan. Hey, Conwater Dave, I'm talking to you, buddy. You're gonna be reaching out. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yes, do need a referee, huh? <laughs> oh boy. Well, uh, you know, speaking of uh I don't know what transition, but uh Brad, what is today's agenda? So today we are on the fast in the fast lane, not on. I wrote that. Fast lane to WrestleMania. So today we are covering two fast lane matches. The first one being Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins as the Shield versus the crazy trio of Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, and 
Drew McIntyre. Yeah, you heard it. Those three. We will also be, that is from Fastlane 2019. We will also be covering Goldust versus Stardust from Fastlane 2015. So that is today's agenda because we are in the Fastlane to WrestleMania. Boy, aren't we all? We are living life in the fast lane. Sure to make you lose your mind, that's for sure. But uh, that is, uh, you know, as Brad said, we are covering The Shield versus, you know, Baron, Drew, and Robert Lashley. Mm. You know, old Bobby. It is Fast Lane 2019, which took place March 10th, 2019. From the Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. It had an attendance of <laughs> either 6,000, 10,000, or 16,000, depending on which website you go to. Pretty big disparaging numbers, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and had a match length of roughly 25 minutes. And uh, Meltzer gave this one four and a half stars. But that nice. is the match. So, uh, hey, Devin, how did we uh, get there? So, two weeks before this Fastlane pay-per-view, we seen the return of Roman Reigns. I'm in remission, y'all. The crowd went nuts. Roman announced that he's in remission from his bout with leukemia, and he immediately called out his good buddy Seth Rollins and thanked him for holding down the fort in WWE while this has all been going on. His next request was to get the band back together he wanted dean ambrose to come out and reform the shield with him uh at first ambrose wasn't really receptive and he didn't want to rejoin his old buddies but then the new crew in town constable corbin and his two buddies bobby lashley and drew mcintyre wanted to ruin uh roman reigns and seth rollins fun so they came down attempt to start beating down the buddies and ambrose wasn't having it he immediately hit to the ring. Well, after a couple seconds of thinking, hit to the ring, cleared the ring of those three, and then the shield reformed when they all hit their fists in the center of the ring, joined together. So that was pretty much it. That set up the new uh, this feud, this rivalry, and this three-on-three -three match. So I just want to run down real quick some of the craziness of this fast lane pay-per-view because you want to now we've talked already. I've already briefly said how weird the three are here. Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. That is a crazy trio that you would not expect to be together. But also on this pay-per-view, you had the Usos that defeated the Miz and Shane McMahon. Now, maybe it made sense at the time, it just seems so ridiculous now. Now you also had Asuka defeating Mandy Rose. You had the bar who is Cesaro and Sheamus defeating Kofi Kingston by himself. Now I understand that Kofi, this was Kofi mania time. It makes sense now, but when you read it off a piece of Wikipedia paper, you're like, what in the world was everybody doing? The revival. Do you remember those guys? They've done some <laughs> stuff since then, haven't they? They went somewhere, right? <laughs> Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson defeated this group, Alistair Black and Ricochet. Okay. And Bobby or Bobby Roode. And Chad Cable. What? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Samoa glorious. Joe, Samoa Joe defeated Andrade and Rey Mysterio by technical submission. Now, this is a normal one. Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair. Okay, by, by disqualification, which is always a popular way to win. <clears throat> Daniel Bryan with Rowan 
on that stupid ass belt. Defeated right. Mustafa Ali and Kevin Owens by pinball. Like, what the hell happened here? So, anyway, just wanted to run that down real quick because I just thought it was funny just how things have changed. This is 2019. 2019. Not yet 2020, if you know what I'm saying. This was the year before COVID, you know? So, just some things that went on there. But let's talk about the Shield versus Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. Okay. Dean Ambrose not re-signing his contract. WWE actually addressing it. Why do this, James? It's real. I was... uh... It made me think, obviously, we know what happened immediately got after this. But in my head, I was like, did he play them like a fiddle the whole time on his way out? Because, you know, he was sick of the bullshit, the gas mask thing and all that stuff. And, you know, he's been very open about, like, how he was ready to get the fuck out of that. And the fact that they addressed it constantly. And I'm wondering, did Renee also, though, she had to have known the whole time. You don't just make a decision like that without your wife, you know. So are they both just playing it? Like, yeah, we're fucking, you know, selling them out right here. They don't even realize it. Because Michael Cole is adamant, like, the whole match about, like, you know, last time, this is the last time. He didn't resign last time. And I'm really surprised they addressed it because that's not that's not Vince's, you know, forte. Not at all. Roman Reigns returned from leukemia. Mike, had you almost for- completely forgotten about that he had leukemia? Uh, no, I've always kind of remembered about it, but. I mean, because he, he went away there for a little bit right when uh, COVID happened, too. So it's always been in my, like, I won't forget it. When he came out and had to do it on the belt and everything else, that he had to go. So, and then when he came back right right here at this time and said he was back, you know, that was always a great moment. Yeah, remember, he was getting booed out of the building <laughs> before. Right. And then leukemia, you know, got him over, I guess. Devin, did this reunion excite you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was always a huge fan of The Shield because I watched their entire rise in the WWE as a huge fan at the time. So when uh, Roman returned from leukemia, it was huge to me. I was a, I was fully into it, fully sure. ready for the reunion. Moose, have all three of the Shield members elevated themselves since this moment? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think one of the great things about that faction is once they got established and once you really got to see them work you knew that you were watching something very very special um obviously roman reigns is roman reigns now um moxley is moxley and 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 doing what what he does best and i I always looked at seth rollins as kind of like the elder statesman of that group he was the guy who I think he has a little bit more experience than Moxley, if any at all, but he was always kind of like the, the, the older brother. He, he was always the one who, who was going to get there quicker than everybody else. And he did. Um, but I, I think once you saw them kind of bring it back together, you're like, okay, this, this is going to be that last ride. This is going to be the crescendo, the cherry on top. And obviously, like I just said, everyone's gone on to do great things since then. Um, I would like to see Seth Rollins get another push in in, in the modern WWE, but I think he he's fitting in really, really well in that. I don't say he's middle of the card, but he's he's lower top of the card, if that makes sense. And he's he's really playing his part. He's really being 
the person that I think WWE has needed for a long, long time. He, he, he's the pillar. He's the cornerstone, if you will, um, that a lot of people are able to build themselves off of or relaunch themselves, i.e. Cody Rhodes coming back and having that, that series of matches with him. So, yeah, I, I, I think they were all set up for success, and, and this was just nothing more than a, another r- reminder of, hey, this is going to be something special for a long time to come. What about the other three? Like uh, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. I mean, they've they've come up. They're champions, and then I mean, got bumass Corbin. But <laughs> I mean, well, that, that, you know? that's interesting because when you look at that pairing, you have you you have Constable Corbin or Baron Corbin at the time, Baron Corbin, Constable Corbin at the time, um, who was supposed to be something special, who was supposed to be this next. I call him a phenom phenomenal talent whatever you want to call it and then you have somebody like a bobby lashley and a drew mcintyre both guys who were in wwe prior who left reinvented themselves came back better than when they left both have gone on to be wwe champion both have exceeded where they were at in 2019 arguably so has corbin because i think corbin as much shit as he gets, as much hate as he gets on wrestling Twitter and, and, and on the internet in general, I think a lot of people sleep on him because he's another one of those type of characters that, yeah, he's not getting everything that he should probably get, but he's filling a very necessary role. He's filling a, a, a void in that he's the guy who wants to be there and he's playing the whole tongue-in-cheek thing now, but I think this will hopefully lead him back to turning into the lone wolf because we went from the lone wolf to the constable to the broke guy to the rich guy to the new wrestling god, and now we're kind of seeing somebody who's lost and doesn't really know who they are anymore and is trying to figure that out. And I think if they keep using him the way he is and they're smart enough, they'll go ahead and they'll have him snap. Something will break and we'll get the lone wolf back. That is uh, that was well done. Well done for sure. <laughs> James, now you weren't necessarily watching in 2012, 2013 when there was shield came into came on the screen, but when were they first on your radar? Uh, honestly, it may have been the, the Seth turn, really. Because I do know, like, when I got back into wrestling, I was like, man, they're booing the fuck out of this Roman dude. And he looks like a Greek god, and he wrestles pretty good, which, watching this match, compared to where he's at now, he's on a whole nother level now. But I still thought he was good back then. I was like, oh, why the fuck are these people booing him so much? He's Rock's cousin and all this stuff. Granted, I wasn't watching the force feed down the throat stuff, so... You know, but yeah, the shield, I guess, came into my radar when they broke up. <laughs> That's something, <laughs> you <know>? right? <laughs> so, Mike, we Moose, uh, Moose touched on this a little bit, and we're going to do some Corbin talk during this match because Corbin is an interesting character for sure. I agree with that. Yes. Uh, but what's your favorite version of him? Because there's been many. When he's not on my TV. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> you know. I <laughs> know. Uh, um, <laughs> in all honesty, I did like the broke one. Just because, I mean, he was coming out and he, he was just somebody completely different than what we've seen before. So, and you then make a guy look like shit? 
have his bald head yeah. start growing in spots. That, that's a great yeah, way to get doing like, all that. Oh, and he's like mustard th- on his I shirt he, and shit. <laughs> right. I, I, I think he played that really, really well. And even in the future, I think he can play anything that he's had so far. He's played really well. They but you want to turn him off. Fi- yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, I, but they great. just need to find that spot for him. Once he finds that spot, I think he'll get up there. Constable. Devin, wh- why are these three together? And I don't mean the shield. Why are these three together? Um, you did the build. Well, Let's go. So it's literally just Constable Corbin kept calling them two in to be his muscle. Then eventually, since those two were the top heels at the time, they just joined up with Corbin, and he just kept having them be his muscles. Bobby Lashley entrance to almost no reaction. Moose is Bobby trapped. What I mean by that is he too nice to be a heel, but too big to be a babyface. Uh no. So, so Bobby Lashley, I, I think it's another guy who a lot of people don't really understand how good he can be. If you go back to looking at him in, in more recent time as a part of the Hurt Business, if you don't let him talk and you only have him say key phrases and at certain times and you give him a mouthpiece, he can be a monster heel. He can be the unstoppable force or the immovable object. He can be that. But he's also got this really warm, inviting personality, and and, and he's got that great big smile that if you make him a baby face, he can connect with people. He can inspire people. And he's just one of those talents that I think is, is maybe too big physically. Maybe he did overdevelop himself. Because you look at him and you go, God, he, he's gigantic. But you see him move, you see him work, you see what he can do. And you're like, wow, he's really good for somebody that big. But a lot of people just can't get past or are too attached to how physically big he is, how fit he actually is. So, no, he could be he can be a heel as long as he keeps his mouth shut and he has the proper mouthpiece. And he can be a great baby face and say things at the right time once again. Great. James, Drew McIntyre entrance now. Is it weird seeing him as a heel? Or do you think he can go back to that? I, uh, like when him and Ziggler got their little, you know, run going, uh, I, it's weird to say enjoyed him as a heel, but I, I thought that was a really good, like, heel little faction type thing they had. But now since, because I think he's a wrestler of COVID, like, he carried the torch for WWE during COVID, I think. And now seeing him, like, I root for that dude every time I see him now, especially after that rumble when he finally eliminated Brock Lesnar if he eliminated, like, half the field. So, yeah, now it's weird being like, damn, he was a big heel. I forgot about that. Because now he's, like, ultimo babyface, you know, and I'm cheering him all the way. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that, too. So, Mike, how do you feel about this being the main event instead of the championship match? Uh, it wasn't bad because it's Roman's uh, coming back. Yeah. So, so I mean, the right they had ball. to do something. They had to push it. You know, he was – and the other two, they were top guys. So, I mean, it didn't really – the title don't always have to go on last. Okay. Then Long the way. happy. <laughs> Long mm-hmm. way for the Shield entrance for sure. That was a pause and a half. <clears throat> then it happened. And, the guys, no doubt, I definitely had goosebumps for this moment. Really loved it. Uh, Cole really selling that they will not be together. He will not shut up about it. But he is selling it. He's doing his job. <laughs> And that's okay. James, I think it's time to run through the announcers, though, since I already mentioned Cole. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked. 
It is uh we got Michael Cole, we got Corey Graves, and we have Renee Young. There it is. And that is what I want to get to here, Devin. How emotional do you think it is for Renee Young, Renee Paquette here, knowing that her husband's leaving and she's on the announce the announce team? I think it's extremely emotional. Uh, we hear uh, uh, Corey Graves say a few little lines in there. Like, he, he doesn't technically say her husband, but he says, like, shots at her that you can tell that he's saying something. I bet it's extremely emotional. It's uh, the man she loves leaving the company that they've both worked for for the past, I believe, like, seven years. So, uh, yeah, she had to been going through it. As yeah, I'm she sure he knows that she's about to be unemployed <laughs> when he leaves. Moose, is this an? I mean, it's obvious the Shield is going to win this match. Is that is that a is that a, t- a lackluster for the fans? Um, I th- I think it's dependent on the fan. Um, if you've watched enough wrestling like I have, if you've studied enough of it and, and you understand things, you you kind of look at the situation and go, okay. They're not, they're not going to have these guys lose. This is not going to end on a sour note. The only, and I say that because it could have now had Roman and Seth been in a similar situation as Dean and all three weren't coming back. Then by all means, yes, put the other three over, make those other three, your next big monster faction. But going into it and knowing, hey, this is the last time, this is the last ride, whatever you want to call it, it it, it almost makes sense for you to understand, hey, they're going to win. You're still going to get a really good match, even though in the back of your mind, you know that they're going to win. And I said earlier, it depends on the fan, because some people go into that, that situation and go, man... Why am I going to waste my time with this? Right. Why, why am I going to sit and watch a match where I already know the outcome of? And that, and that to me, is the difference in somebody who's more casually in, into wrestling. And, and they, want, they want those surprises. They want to constantly be guessing. And then there's people who really appreciate the art form of wrestling and can understand and know that this is going to be the outcome. We all know it. We all see it. They, they've laid it out very, very well for us leading into this, but you still sit down and you still enjoy the story that is told, the art that is made before you. Great. Competitors all face-to-face in the ring now, and the brawl begins. We're finally at the match, guys. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of setup to this. was a lot of story. Mike, do you think the hate for... But here we go again. Hey, Mike, do you think the hate for Roman before leukemia... And even a little bit after he came back, was a majority or a vocal minority? Majority. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, because it's kind of like the Cena thing. Like they just kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And if they would have just let it go natural, I think he would have got over. But the mm-hmm. fact that they just shoved him down your throat, that's nobody wanted to see it. We were tired of it. But yet, Cena still sold a ton of merchandise. How do you explain that? Because let's go Cena. Cena sucks. I mean, and they, you can tell, like, a lot of times there was the same people that was saying it. So the same person saying let's go Cena was also saying Cena sucks. It just, 100% true. <laughs> it's what happened. Nobody really – maybe at times they did, but Cena was always there. Cena always showed up, did what he had to do. So I don't think there was actually hate there for Cena like there was there for Roman. 
Lashley and Rollins in the ring now. Sling blade from Rollins to Lashley. Devin, why is Baron so dressed up here? Because uh, he's the constable. He's the general manager at the time. I guess. Baron <laughs> in the ring. Tag team uh, Tag team Rollins to Ambrose. James, why do you think Ambrose is happy? Do you think uh, Actually, do you think Ambrose is happy to do this on the way out, or do you think he's pissed off the whole time? I think it's kind of a... Like, his character, obviously, is, you know, lunatic fringe or whatever, so he's acting a little crazy. But, you know, in his head, they're promoting last this, last this. He's not re-signing because they thought that he was just done with wrestling forever. So, in the back of his head, you know he's probably eating this up like, I am playing these motherfuckers like a fiddle. Yeah. Reigns in the ring with McIntyre now. First time in months that Reigns been in the ring. They're selling that from the commentary team. But Moose, why was Rollins the first to get the big push years back from the from the Shield? Um, so Seth Rollins is is a talent that that that, that I think a lot of people overlooked initially. Um, I, I I think he was somebody who came from the Indies and did and said the right things um learned how he was supposed to present himself and really gave himself to the company but he was also somebody who kept his individuality so if you go back and you look at seth prior to wwe when he was tyler black you see a lot of the same things you, you, you see a lot of the things that made Seth Rollins so good early on. So I think the reason he really got that push is everything I just said, but I also think it's because they understood that he was so beloved before he came to WWE and a lot of people followed him to WWE. A lot of that rabid independent original ring of honor fan base that was into Tyler black, that was into him. And, and wanted to see him go to that next level, literally followed him into WWE and were just as big a fans, if not bigger. And they saw the writing on the wall. They saw that they didn't have to put the machine behind somebody like they've done with everybody else, inc including Roman. Because if you look at Roman's push, it's similar to Cena's, which is similar to uh, Hogan's, which is similar to Brett's, which is similar to Sean's which is similar to every major star that WWE has had with, with the exception of a few Seth Rollins being one of them that was put, that was put in front of the machine that had the machine working for them. So Seth Rollins is a generational talent. And I think it was the right time because had they waited just a few months after that. So, so had they not broken them up when they did, I think you would have seen it still get over, but I don't think it would have been as impressive as, as it really was. McIntyre yeah. talking shit to Roman. Double shoulder tackle and wishbone to McIntyre. Do you have something, Mike? No, I was going to say, can we agree that... Right now? <laughs> uh, can we agree that Seth Rollins is the better wrestler out of everybody in this match? Well, there's a question coming up later in the outline that'll address that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I missed you so much last week. I really did. It was like such a sad, sad day. I, I, you could tell. 
Yeah, it was it was really upsetting. <laughs> Double shoulder tackle and wishbone to McIntyre from Roman and Rollins. McIntyre right to the ribs of Rollins. Lashley beating Rollins on the outside. James Fastlane, now bear with me here, James. Fastlane is usually setting up WrestleMania. But in this particular case, this match isn't setting up WrestleMania at all. Is that because there was no way that Moxley, that Dean Ambrose was going to be at WrestleMania? And if so, if he was going to continue, would this have been a WrestleMania match? I, I mean, didn't uh, Roman fight Drew at that WrestleMania? Yeah, that was the one thing that did happen out of this whole. Yeah, that I'm not saying this was necessarily setting that up. I just think it was kind of a like, hey, Roman's back. Let's do the Shield thing. Get the big pop. We don't know how the crowd's going to react per se. I mean, obviously, when he comes back from leukemia. You're not going to boo the dude out of the building when he's like, hey, I'm in remission, <laughs> y'all. I'm boo. Not yet. <laughs> you know, but I don't, I don't think it was booked intentionally to plan for WrestleMania. I guess what I'm getting at. I got you. So kick from Rollins to, um, to Corbin. Seth can't make a tag. Finally, the Dean Ambrose hot tag sequence. Roll up by Ambrose. Kick out. Dean Ambrose off the top of the post on the outside to McIntyre. Spear to Dean from Lashley. Mike. Are they obviously, they're obviously in a wrestling match here and there are moves, but is this, that you even, do you even remember the moves or is it really just, you just remember the story? It's mainly a story. It's about Roman's coming back story. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't remember like uh, move for move every time I watch it, even later on that day. So. Right. McIntyre with a half-ass Claymore to Dean out of the ring. Devin, what the hell went wrong there? um honestly i'm not sure i think that was just miscommunication on the guy's part it was terrible right yeah (laughs) yeah they kind of just collided and yeah it was botched dean beats the count back in the ring to a beat down from mcintyre moose the announcers are talking about corbin's gm run recently he's been with jbl why you cut you again you talked about this earlier but why the stops and starts um, I, I think it's due to a lack of interest from their fan base. I, I, I think so many of the fans are clamoring for the lone wolf that when they see him get repackaged, like, oh, maybe this is going to be it. Maybe we're going to get him back. Oh, no, never mind. Hold on. Let's see what this is. Now, don't get me wrong. The stuff with Madcap Moss, which is, they, they need to repackage him. Like, he needs he needs something else. Um, but that, that was good. Like, like you got to see another side of Baron, but the start and the stops is, is, is in my opinion, mostly based on the fans because they'll go to it and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, he's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll do. Okay. Right. Okay. We really want the lone wolf. Like, come on guys. Like, like let's do this. Oh no, he's not the lone wolf. And that's like, like I said before, I think if they keep using him like they did on Monday, where it's like, oh, hey, Baron Corbin, da, 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 da. and then they just like run away from him because something more important is going on. He's going to get frustrated. He's going to lash out. And it's a great weekly bit that I think can, can, can tie things together. Like it can literally guide you through an entire month or however long you want to think about it of monday night raw because it's like okay baron's gonna have a match and then they're gonna talk to him but you know when it's time for baron to get that interview something big's gonna happen he's going to be a focal point he's going to be the 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 linchpin if you will 
for something more to go on. So it's it's one of those things where they, they just need to either let him go back to what everyone wants to see, or they just need a, to, a, a way to, to figure out a way to slowly move him off of TV and maybe put him in a backstage role for a time before they then decide if they want to bring him back as a competitor. Ambrose and Lashley in the ring. Dean fighting back Lashley drives Ambrose head first into the mat. Ambrose now getting a beatdown from McIntyre. James, I understand the storytelling, but why tell it with Ambrose, who's leaving anyway? Maybe this is the one time where Vince uh, was <laughs> had his call. <laughs> you know, I'll do it. I'll do it in the middle of the match. You know, like the, that way nobody really pays attention to it. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you. Do you think they kept saying it because there's like well known out there already that he was leaving? Honest to God, so, the more I mean, he said it to me, the more I thought he was saying. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't believe the way they were overselling it. I really couldn't believe it. They were making the bigger deal about this than anything else in the match. Well, then the the dare at the time was that he needed a mental break. He was, you know, going through some shit. Like he needed the time off. He was done with wrestling. You know, blah blah blah. I guess it's just crazy. I, I that's why I say I think he played them all. I think he it's played bizarre. them all. Of course, Ambrose fights uh, Lashley off the top turnbuckle, jumps off. Rollins into a neck breaker, vintage Ambrose into the ropes. You know, he goes into the ropes, backs up like he's getting hurt, but then he goes into the clothesline. I love it. I love that move. I do too. Both down. A lot of Ambrose story, like I said. Tag to Roman and Corbin. Hot tag party. (laughs) I freaking wrote that, really? (laughs) Beating beating everyone. Uh, Drive by by Corbin. or Drive by to Corbin, I'm sorry, from uh, from Reigns. Cover, McIntyre breaks it up. Double teamed by Rollins and Ambrose to Lashley. Looked absolutely great, actually. Suicide dies from Ambrose and Rollins to Lashley and McIntyre. Mike, if you were, if it were you, would you be mad at Ambrose if you were a Shield member? Is he costing that him money? he's leaving? Yeah. No, he's going to do something better for himself. Yeah, but who cares? Let's think about me. I want my money. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not like that. They, they were like that. Plus, him leaving, there's another top guy that's out of the picture. That's one more slot for one of them. All right. Reigns looks looking to dive out of the ring, intercepted by Corbin into the deep six. Reigns out at two. Dean Ambrose jumps on everyone from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, with the exception of blood, has Ambrose's character really changed at all? Uh, I mean, yeah, a little bit. Like you see, uh, you see more signs of aggression now, and he's more of the technical wrestler that we see. Where I feel like he was more trying to play the gimmick in WWE. Like this this uh this AEW John Moxley, it just feels like that the man's out there being himself, what he enjoys doing. It just looks like he's having way more fun than he did in WWE. I agree. So Moose, who's the best in ring performer of the six in the ring? Seth Rollins. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Oh, nice call, Brad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, if, if if you look at everyone who's in that ring and you look at everything that they would become, you could arguably say, well, Roman Reigns became the best one. But at that time, in that moment, it, it, it's hands down Seth. I love John Moxley. I, I, I think he's another crimi- criminally underrated performer. Um, because of, of how he chooses to perform his art. But I think at that time, in that moment, in 2019, and even now in 2023, 
Seth Rollins was the best in-ring performer, bar none. Corbin with the chokeslam to Reigns, out at two, everyone else fighting in the crowd. Reigns with a sit-down powerbomb to Corbin. The other four are still on the outside. Ambrose jumps on McIntyre and Lashley. They catch him. Then Rollins off the stairs and wipes everyone else out. James, how did the crowd like this spot? Oh, uh, well, you know, it was <laughs> damn near right in front of them. So, yeah, they loved it. And you can hear uh, some loud, loud cheers, faux show. <laughs> Man, it was so good. I mean, <laughs> I, I like know it's, it's staged and everything like that. You could see that it's staged a little bit, but it's crowd was so into it. You got to love it. Block Superman punch to, to Corbin, um, or it was to Corbin, but it was blocked. Then some unplanned awkwardness there with a boot. I'm not really sure what was going on, but we're live, right? Into another Superman punch. Corbin kicks live, out pal. of the cover. What was that? What was that move? We're live, pal. <laughs> Everyone back in the ring. End of days from Corbin to Reigns. Broken up by Ambrose. Mike, are they making Corbin look strong? I think they're trying to. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, because and he's he just wasn't the one that was up there at the time, I don't think. So yeah. they're trying to push him like they always do. Try, they're trying to push him, trying to push him. And I think there's one way they were doing it. Do you know who the last uh, competitor to beat Roman was, Mike? Um, In a pin? Oh, yeah. Fucking Baron Corbin. Is that something or what? Did, did, did we know that? <laughs> Is that In something? a dog food match. What a statistic, though. Oh, like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I forgot about that. I remember that, yeah. We talked about this a little bit in our group chat. We were talking about maybe doing some matches of, can you believe, believe blank beat blank? And that is a good example there. Can you believe Baron Corbin pinned Roman Reigns? Can you believe The Miz pinned Roman Reigns? These are examples of something we might be covering down the road. Brad, I just want to weigh in on the question you asked Mike real Fantastic, Devin. Let's go. So, uh, this is a little fast forward. At WrestleMania, Seth Rollins defeats Brock Lesnar for the heavyweight wow. championship. Yeah. The next two months after that, Baron Corbin is actually the one that challenges Seth Rollins for that heavyweight championship. So they were building him for the number one contender. Spot. And Baron Corbin beat Kurt Angle at that WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. The match we, the match we all wanted to see. For real. He ran for president <laughs> and won. Like, what next, right? <laughs> the three hills mocking the shield now, about to do the triple power bomb, vintage shield. <laughs> but then, nope, stomp, spear, Superman punch, playing all the hits for sure. Devin Cole used the term Hounds of Justice. Did you have a shirt? Did you love the name? Can you get it out and put it on? Uh, I did not have a Hounds what? of Justice t-shirt. I uh, I was a fan of that name though. It just sounds sounds ruthless. It sounds like you're gonna be the like the demon dogs from Supernatural or something. Just like Supernatural is awesome. That it is. But yeah, the Hounds of Justice. Sammy, it's a badass name. Carry on. All right. Anyway, uh, that's for a new group now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's what the crowd's been waiting for the triple power bomb to mcintyre it took their time crowd chanting one more time moose when's the last time you took one of these this is for adam i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> i've been That's substituting every question for adam and i put moose in front of it now as an in-ring performer moose <laughs> when was the last time you took a triple power bomb um, so, so, so fun fact about me, I actually did go to wrestling school for a while back in Michigan. There we go. Um, Look at Brad. I, Look at Brad. I, 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 I went to Dan the B seven school for about a year in Coldwater, Michigan. 
Um, so, so I, I've bumped, I mean, my, my, my big ass can bump. Um, and I, I've taken one power bomb in my entire life because they wanted to try and it took a, three of them to get me up <laughs> and it's, it's not as bad as you think or, it, or, or as I'm remembering, because once, once you know how to fall and once you know how to protect yourself, you can really do anything. Man, I can't believe I pulled that out of my ass. That, that, was, was, <laughs> that was good stuff. <laughs> so this is awesome, Chance. They are surrounding Corbin now. They are destroying him. The end is near. Crowd is into it. Triple power bomb to Corbin. And then you have the pin by Reigns. And then um, afterwards, you know, now I know this is where uh, James usually gets a little mad at me because I skipped through this way too fast. But let's savor the flavor here, James. Is there anything you'd like to say here? Uh, yeah, you skipped through. The part you skipped through was super kick by Rollins into a <laughs> Superman punch by Rollins. And the crowds are like, ah, they're going ape shit. Superman punch. And then dirty deeds. Boom. So who got their last finisher? Which, granted, I guess it's a logistic thing. You can't have, like, dirty deeds and pick them up and punch them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh. Why can't you? Why, why can't yeah, you hit true. a DDT, picks the dude up, and then, and then as he's standing there try, trying to get his, his footing, he, he gets the Superman punch. Man, I'm surprised there was no pedigree, honestly. Hey, super <laughs> kick by Rollins. You know, it is what it is. Everyone yeah, that was the part you burned through. I know. Sorry, man. It was a long match. Let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a good 26 minutes. Yeah. Everyone hugging in the ring. Uh, every You know, this was a hell of a moment. Um, if for all those at home that maybe have not seen it, and if you have, this is definitely worth re-watching. And if you're not a wrestling fan and you're listening to the show, which we know we have a few, this is a match to watch to uh, definitely get you interested again. It's bittersweet as well, because you know this is probably the last time that they're going to be together, <laughs> at least for a very long time. So all three fists together in the ring as the shield does. But James, I got one more question for you. Do it. Does the shield get into the Hall of Fame? The WWE oh, Hall of Fame. I guarantee you they do. What if Ambrose never comes back? Well, okay, it won't be recent. <laughs> like it'll be because you know they're gonna induct Roman solo. You know they're gonna induct Seth solo. So I think down the line, like I mean, you gotta think they didn't do the four horsemen to what, like you know, two thousand ten something? Like it wasn't Early. that long ago. I, mean, I think they'll get the NWO. In. They went in what two years ago? Yeah. I think they'll get in. So I do have one question here uh, about this match from Bryant Haremza, friend of the show. Bryant, been a while, Bryant. Where you been? Shout out. This was dubbed. Been a while. W D W C dubbed. The last time the Shield would ever team together. When? You see this, does it make the match anticlimactic? We have addressed this several times in this uh as we've gone through this, but what do you guys think? Was it anticlimactic knowing that? I agree with Moose. If you take it for what it is, like if you know, like if you appreciate the fact that they're back, like if you're looking to be like, Well, I know who's gonna win, so who cares? Well, you know that in damn near every movie you watch, too. So yeah, right? you know, like I think <laughs> right? uh, I think like if you appreciate it for what it is and wrestling as a whole, of course, like it was awesome. And you wanted to see them win Roman's back. You wanted to see the triple power bombs. You hope to get their finishers and you wanted to see the shield win come through the crowd, like all that stuff. It was a nostalgia thing for the shield. Mike, what do you think? 
I agree. I'm same thing with like James said. I agree. It was just it's seen the shield for the last time, and it made him. I think it made it more special. I know what Moose thinks, but uh, one more thing, Devin. Yeah. There was something I forgot to mention during the match. What did Roman yell before the Superman punched to Corbin? So Roman, I had to back this up and try to read his lips a few times. I'm pretty sure that Roman said, "I'm a fuck your bitch ass up." Yep. <laughs> and Superman he did. The shit out of him. And on that note, back to you, James. That was a yeah. great way to end that. That was cool because I do remember. I was like, "Wait, wait a second! Did he just <laughs> love that shit?" Oh man! Well, hey, Devin. Line of the night, might as well keep it going. How's your week been? All right, so my week has been honestly fantastic. Starting off with this signed picture from our man, Jared Fritz, NWA referee. He was uh, on our show a couple episodes ago. I just want to thank him again for that episode. Thank you for the card he sent me for uh, my wedding that's coming up in a couple months. And uh, the signed photo, I love it. Now... To my topic of the week. So, we are in the fast lane for WrestleMania. I want to know, what are some of your guys' favorite WrestleMania feuds of all time? Not match, the feud. I love these on-the-spot questions. Right, Mike? Huh? You and Devin are a team of freaking guys that just love to freaking... I don't know. Who's first? How about you? Go, how about this? Devin, when you ask this question, you go first. I'll go first. Oh, first. Mike's volunteer. Mike, it's your show. <laughs> no, you said Devin. Devin, go. All right. So I'll just give an example. One of my all-time favorites were my two favorite wrestlers of all time. It was the streak versus the career. Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker. I've always loved those two. I thought the feud was fantastic, and hey, the match was just cherry on top. Moose, All go right. ahead. Your guest. Mm. Unless you're still thinking, I can go to Mike because he's chomping at the bit. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like feud wise, I, I was not. I'm not a WWE kid. <laughs> I'm not. I, I grew up on Hello. WCW. Um, but 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 I. I, I I've watched pretty much all the WrestleManias. Um, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to go. Mega Powers explode. Ooh, that's excellent. Crazy. That's an excellent answer. That's a great choice. It's a real deal. Macho Man Hulk because when growing up, I would go to my local Blockbuster Family Video, <laughs> Family Time Video, whatever it was, and, and it's all all of its iterations, the video store. Yeah. <clears throat> And I would rent all of their wrestling tapes. I mean, I'd get two or three at a time, and I would just cycle through them. Because they, at one point, they had a great selection, then it went down. But WrestleMania Five was always one of the tapes that they had available. Um, so that one, I, I mean, that that is like really the greatest feud to ever take place in or around WrestleMania. Um, I mean, you, you could also go all the way back to WrestleMania one, and you could say Andre versus Big John Studd, who was the real giant of the World Wrestling Federation, um, things like that. But but the one that always comes to mind is Mega Powers Explode. 
Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great feud. Mike, how about you, man? I'm going to go with Austin and The Rock. They did it three times. They, it was so good, <laughs> they did it three times. Which feud are you but, talking about? I mean, or all three time, of them? I'm going to let it all come. I mean, just all three of them. Just that feud in general was great. I mean, it, they did it from their whole time. They were always back and forth and everything. So I would have to say Austin and Rock. No, that's great. Good answer. Because I was James, I'm saving my answer for next uh for the end of the show because it's gonna be a match we're covering next week. Huh? Excellent. Uh, What's your answer, James? Well, I was uh we never <laughs> Yeah, you know, we that's what we do here. Tune in <laughs> next week so you can find out what the fuck Brad's talking about. See, this is the, the hour this and then the I'll forget and then I'll forget so Moose. Gotta keep going, keep I won't pay it off. <laughs> I've not paid off so many things. Oh, man. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, depending on how you word this question or the Mm. emphasis on the question, Mike has to be right with Stone Cold and Rock. But if are we doing, like, a single Mania build? Because then Moose has a damn good answer. Or are we doing, like, WrestleMania feud? Because, like Mike said, three times. I mean, you know. So Or we could say Roman and Brock, because wasn't that four? (laughs) True. True, but no, the feuds weren't as good as Rock and Stone Cold's. I would say, man, if we're doing one mania build, oh, man, here we go. When it comes raining down, don't it hurt inside? Bam, 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 in it down. The biggest feud that started it all, baby. Hogan and Andre, man. Oh, that's that changed the game. But yeah, I wanted to pick Rock and Stone Cold too. Those are like, (laughs) (laughs) you know. I mean, we got a lot of good shit in there. Devin, good job. We all answered. Yeah, y'all were on the Thanks, spot, Mike. but it was fun. <laughs> I knew you guys would come up with some great answers. Thanks so for participating. That was your topic? Yeah, back to you, James. There, okay, it is. It is. there it is. Well, uh... No Sammy, no Pepsi. Huh. Well, I, uh, I was talking on twitter a little bit earlier this week and i found out that our buddy moose isn't a big fan of pepsi so Hell I no. i'd postpone that for another week look at how nice you are to our guests yeah shout out bryant again who asked the question and then devin completely shits the now it's a hey, pepsi thon bryant will listen next week <laughs> pepsi nitro will be back oh, God. About playing both ass. sides jeez oh man Right for real. <laughs> Whoever speaks last is gonna be you know, man. That's Devin's side. <laughs> that new generation. Quite the demographic you pick in the, you know you fit into. Yeah, yeah that's for later. Yeah. So uh yeah. Guess we're just moving along, huh? Guess so. Yeah. Well uh Brad uh, posted this, and I was not aware I could alter the uh, outline, which is going to be uh, fun in the future. <laughs> yeah, we all can. It's better called... have a just have a hard copy. That's all it's I got. Word. Tell you. It's Microsoft have, Word. You know? Have a hard copy. That's all I'll tell you. <laughs> I got one. Good. Because there's going to be one. Where I'm be like, hey, Brad, what's the outline? We don't have it. Spoiler. Which episode? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it already happened. by the time you're watching or listening to this these fuckers could have completely imploded this entire show true usually happens (laughs) once a a show yeah 
But no, uh, I guess one thing I did, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, like things and life and stuff and like, you know, reflecting on last week's, uh, you know, like me and Matt Adams, little joint topic thing. Um, my job is driving me fucking absolutely apeshit. <laughs> and uh, I work with a, I work with, uh, let's say I outperform my uh, duties in my position. And I kind of wish others would just perform the basics, <laughs> you know, then we would have a good, uh, good go around. And uh, I feel like I've plateaued currently where I'm at and I don't really like being stagnant. And it feels like I'm waiting on a chick uh, to make up her mind about what she wants. <laughs> waiting on if I want to leave my job. Waiting on, it's just waiting, waiting, waiting. But here's the thing, like the longer I wait, the, you know, time flies. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, oh, I'm going to wait it out a month. Next thing you know, you're there another year. Like, so I guess the exploring opportunities thing, like, that's told my years later. <laughs> for, for real. Because uh, I moved to Florida to launch myself because I came to Space Coast to launch. Ah, you get it? You know? <laughs> and uh, Dang, you failed to I'm, launch. Uh, for real. <laughs> I'm coming up on six years here, which I have improved my job and I've, you know, got promoted and all that stuff. That's cool. But like I said, I plateaued. And I'm kind of getting burnt out of what I'm regularly doing. I hate my schedule. I there's a couple of let's say logistical things that some of my coworkers do that really drive me insane. And I feel like I'm just like I'm just stuck here. And if I don't do something, I'm gonna go fucking ape shit. What's up? So I um had similar feelings a few months ago. And so I'm gonna ask you a few questions. What do you do for work? Like, like, what is your actual job? I basically work at a military grocery store called Commissary. Uh, currently, I do, like, uh, ordering and inventory and just stuff like that, I guess you could say. Okay. What do you want to do? I feel like, well, because this job deals a lot with numbers, and I'm very, very good with numbers and, you know, base. I'm not saying, like, sine cosine and like i'm not gonna do calculus in my head but like the basic arithmetic you know i'm pretty damn good at and i can do like you know three digit four digit numbers and all this stuff so I, that would be because i'm really 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 good at my current job like i really am but uh, it's the plateau aspect of it so i would say dealing with numbers maybe a shipping and receiving running a warehouse like but the grocery game is you know like like just something like that like a managerial grocery game would be uh I guess kind of what I'm looking into currently. Okay. What is your highest level of education? Some college. Fifth some some college ago. Nope. Woo. Nah, let's say 17-ish years ago was like okay. the last time I attended a college class. Okay. Gotcha. All the, car, baby. All the so, damn time, Brad. <laughs> so I ask you all of those questions to say this. You can change your direction in your current job. Easy. If you take the time to invest in yourself. I said it when we, be, when we began the show, um, over like the last, I don't know, like a year or so, I have taken it upon myself to teach myself as much as I possibly can learn about social media and how to run social media. Like we, we all have Twitter, we all have Facebook, 
we all have, maybe we have an Instagram, maybe we have a TikTok. But if you know how to do something like that, if you find something that you're passionate about and you do a little bit of research, you can really find a lot of invaluable tools out there for free that will give you certifications. Like mm-hmm. one that comes to mind is Google. Google has like, like you like numbers, you like working with numbers, analytics. Yeah. Numbers are going to be everything and everywhere in the next five to 10 years. And, it, and if you can understand those numbers and you can make those numbers make sense. Yeah. Cause it's a pattern. It's like a puzzle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my advice to you is take some time and really think about what you want to do. Think about one thing that you think you would be really good at in your job that you're not currently doing now. And then go out and look for all the free training you can find. Cause you'd be surprised at how much is really out there that you don't have to pay for. Our company actually has like a database thing of all this shit, like for free, like all the ins and outs of all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned this. Cause I just remembered that <laughs> like, Oh fuck. Uh, I can't remember what they call it, but it does have, it's like a, if you want to learn it, you can type of thing. Yep. Take advantage of those things. And for come anybody, work. come work for, at the commissary up here in Fort Drum. You can just sleep in my basement. What just happened? <laughs> He's talking. <laughs> Devin, I swear to God, if I ever meet you in, in in real life, if you ever decide to to be a real ad free shows top guy and come to Top Guy Weekend, instead of I can't make it, boom, bro, I was I'm that, a little bitch. I was at Top I'm Guy Weekend last year. I'm gonna heart punch you. Right I watched the... you get yelled at by Eric Bischoff at Top Guy Weekend. Oh, yeah, you were there. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> but no, he was only there like a day and a half, like 36 hours. He was out. He was there two and a half days. Whatever. So... Loser. Anyways. I was so hungover, and I hear Devin at 7 in the morning say, thanks for the memories. I'm like, what did I just do last night? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to my motivational speaking to Mr. Elkerai. Yeah. Take some time, man. Figure out what you want to do and then go after it. And, and that goes for everybody watching or listening to this. If there's something that you wanted to learn, learn it. And it's not that hard. And you may not get the success. You may not get the opportunities you want right away. But when the time comes and somebody looks at you and goes, hey, you were talking about wanting to do this. You then have all of that knowledge and you have all of that ability to then say, yeah, here we go. And I, I, I'm going through that right now. Like my job is, is rapidly changing and I'm doing graphic design for, for my job. I'm hopefully going to be taking over some aspect of the social media. Um, and like I said before, I'm, I'm launching a, a little side hustle to where if you want to grow your social media, if you want to attract more people to what you're doing, be it a business or if you're in the wrestling business and you want to engage with your audience, your community more, I have an entire plan that would take you from where you are now or starting from zero and get you to where you can sustainably be a major presence in whatever your niche may be. So at underscore Mark Cyrus on Twitter, follow me, drop me a DM. Would love to talk and help as many people as I can. I like that. 
Because it is true, um, a lot of the times when I gamble on myself, like especially because when you gamble on yourself, it usually means you're invested in that thing. So you you do take it with pride and do like strive to be better at it. And most of the time it does actually pay off. I mean, you will fail, obviously, but most of the time when you invest in yourself and fucking do it, it usually pays off. So that is a very good. I like that, man. That was that was something. And that was the spirit of exploring opportunity. <laughs> But hey, uh, Moose, you know, <laughs> you're up next on the outline. So Moose's minute, man, uh, you know. I mean, <laughs> take how about this? Moose's minute, how about you guys ask me questions? We all obviously have known each other for a few years. I totally forgot that Devin was at, at, was at Top Guy Weekend last year. I blame all of that fog in my brain on Jacob Fatu. What up, Oose? What up, Killing Ryan? We all, we all hung out with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jacob Fatu is the truth, man. I enjoyed kicking it with that dude. He's amazing. But anyways, I'm going to open it up. You guys ask me questions. You can ask me anything, and I will tell you the truth. All right, so I want to start. Just very basic. I ain't ready on this one. We're all, we're all in love with this sport of wrestling. Mm-hmm. How did you fall in love with it? So I've... I, <laughs> I've told this story a few times. Um, Top Guy Theater, if that's still a thing. Um, oh, R.I.P. All friends, just yeah. you know, R.I.P. Yep. That's yeah. all. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and over on Filter Free Podcast, T.J. Dollar Bill, Dave, Timmy, what up? Um, hey, I'll say hi, T.J. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my first memory in life, like this, is literally the first thing I remember. March 28th, 1988. Clash of the Champions won. That is my first memory in life. I remember Sting versus Flair, 45-minute draw. I remember being not even two years old and wondering what exactly I'm watching. And from literally that moment on, I have been consumed and obsessed with learning and watching as much professional wrestling as I possibly can that's pretty awesome because honestly i have a pretty similar story about that where my very first memory in life was watching the undertaker debut as the american badass at armageddon 2000 first memory you're you're hearing this right yeah first memory first, yeah american was that like badass. 04 <laughs> 2000 2000 he was three i was two and a half uh, oh about two gosh, and two months bad. Uh, what's your favorite moose? What's your favorite independent promotion? Ooh, that's that, that's tough. Um, because I watch a lot of them. Well, I should say I watch a lot of them. I'm getting back to watching a lot of them. But um, a, a few ones that I try and keep up with and watch on a regular basis. Um, really big fan of GCW. Um, I I think what they're doing there. Um, it's, it's pretty inventive, um, as far as featuring a lot of different styles, a lot of different people. Um, also a really big fan of AAW out of Chicago. Um, if you guys have never seen AAW, um, like I said, Chicago based promotion, um, Seth Rollins was there. Jerry Lynn went through there. A lot of people have gone through there. Um, I'm also a really big fan of MLW. Um, so it really depends on the style and what I'm in the mood for. Um, but GCW, AAW, uh, new, I like new South. Um, 
I, yeah. I, I think a lot of their stuff is, is really cool. Um, like the Haas tournament? <laughs> that that just what is the Haas tournament? <laughs> so. <clears throat> Quick peek behind the curtain. We are recording before that Haas tournament has dropped. Kayfabe killing son of a bitch. I know, but well, we haven't talked about we it. We haven't talked uh, yeah. about it at all, so <laughs> we got to bring that up. We are the Sponsored big guys. The kickout crew, and it was a great show. It makes it weird. We haven't talked about it. Like, yeah, what a match. That yeah, I've been plugging it for like a month and a half, and there's just like no mention of it. <laughs> Is Cabana Man champ? Is Kenzie Page champ? With Dylan Who McQueen's knows right now? <laughs> all of you guys do. Uh, yeah, I hope this sounds as stupid as it sounds right now. <laughs> How how did you become part of um, AFS? Um, so I had been looking for a wrestling podcast. I had been wanting to listen to more podcasts, and I started listening to Tony's show, um, because Tony Schiavone is a huge part of my fandom, um, huge part of my life, um. And I heard them talk about it. I heard them talk about it. And I had, I don't know, I, I won't say I talked myself out of it, but I was like, man, I I, I just don't think I, I could ever join something like that. I, I don't think I would really get a, the value out of it. And then one day I was sitting there and I was thinking, I was like, man, I, I, I'm really into this. I'm really enjoying this. And I really want that peek behind the curtain. I really want to interact with these people. And instead of trying to get that one-off Twitter engage engagement or whatever, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to join. And if in a few months I'm not happy with it, cool. I can cancel and I'll move on with myself. Um, and I, and I just plunged in, I, I, I literally was just like, you know what? Screw it. Let's, let's go all in for it. Um, and it's honestly the best decision I've ever made when it comes to being a part of a wrestling community um because the other thing i'm a part of and a lot of the other thing that i'm kind of known for um is i'm a big uh belt mark so to speak i love pro professional wrestling belts i've got a stack of like eight of them right over here um so i'm a part of the belt community on facebook um and and that was just really toxic. That that was just very, hmm. I, just not not a good scene. Um, so I, I'm I'm really really glad that that I I, I took the leap um, to join AFS, and, and I don't think I could ever imagine my life without being a member. Awesome. So one lap, James. My uh, dude, I remember at Top Guy Weekend, my dad was like lord that he was like did you know that i know god moose knows <laughs> like uh so you know mark maggard yeah old maggard i've never met him but my dad's like yeah hey, you know he always talks about him but yeah i like the uh, community aspect of uh all that for sure because it does give uh you know it gives all of us a little like you know a lot of 90 percent of the time you take shit for being a wrestling fan so it mm -hmm. is cool to have like your crew of people you know so i i, I dig that part of it you know, and that's what makes your show even better. But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, my only question is, on those promotions that you listed, is there uh, any – are they available online? Is there any matches that you recommend for future episodes for us to cover? Oh, man. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of AEW's older stuff is online. 
you can go to YouTube, obviously, type in AAW. Um, so you would type in like AAW Tyler Black or AAW House of Truth. Because um, if you guys remember the original Ring of Honor, there's the House of Truth, Truth Martini. Uh, he's from Detroit. I'm from the west side of the state in Michigan. Um, and he had a little tag team in there that was an offshoot of, of the Ring of Honor stuff. Um, but just, just anything. I, I, I can't think of one match to, to tell you to go watch. Um, GCW, I mean, pick anything yeah. in the last few years and, and you're going to, and you're going to find something that that's interesting to, to, uh, sit and discuss. Um, yeah, we definitely trying, plan on covering them for sure. Trying to think of another one that, that I've, that I've been watching recently, uh, black label pro black label pro out of crown point, Indiana. Um, really, really interesting stuff there. AIW out of Cleveland, Ohio, uh, where Johnny Gargano started, where Madison rain started, uh, whole host of people. Once again, go to YouTube, type in AIW, um, Johnny Gargano, and you'll find a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Hey, real quick, before you continue, I wanted to ask you, is that AAW the one where Cody Rhodes faced Kurt Angle that they recently talked about on AFS, or was that a different organization? I couldn't quite get the letters. It was one different of the different organization. Cartwheel, um, com- cartwheel competition. Di- yeah, it, it was a different organization. Okay. AAW um, is is going to, I'm trying to think of like some of their bigger talents that have come through recently. Um, oh, A-A-W- oh, th- thank you. Eddie Kingston versus ACH in AAW. You writing this that, down, Devin? That entire feud. Tyler? Um, that the, there, There's a match, and I think it's one of the last ones, if not the last ones, where Eddie Kingston is on his knees, and he is begging ACH to kill him. He is, he is pleading with the man to put him out of his misery. And it is one of the most captivating things I have ever seen. It's one of the reasons I love Eddie, Eddie Kingston. I, I love that motherfucker. All right. He, he is one of the most entertaining people in all of wrestling. He definitely made some headlines this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <sure>. Howdy. <laughs> what happened? Now, looks like he's leaving. I know he's going to ROH. Yeah. He shows so up. He, he 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 shows up uh, in episode gross. two, I think, and challenges Claudio for the belt. Yeah, yeah. how boring, right? No, are you kidding me? <laughs> I swear to God, Brad. Oh, no, I just meant changes. It's the same organization. I know they have a little bit of a twist, but it's the same organization. That's all. I'm yeah, at. yeah. It's, oh it's God, like not, now, you got, now you got my brain going. If you guys want some really good Eddie Kingston shit, Chikara. Eddie Kingston in Chikara. Look up uh look up Fire Ant in Chikara. Or as we know him now, Pocket Orange Cassidy. Nice. If you don't think Orange Cassidy can work, go look up Fire Ant in Chikara. Fucking amazing. Cool. All right, what else we got, boys? Yeah, moving on, right, James? Back to you, James. There it is. I like it. Well, uh, so we're just going to match number two, I believe, huh? Wonderful! Another dig at tonight. But uh, I guess, uh, as Brad previously stated, our second match is Goldust versus 
Stardust. Yay! From a fast lane, 2015. Took place February 22nd, 2015. From the Fred, oh, Jesus. From the FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee. Had an attendance of a legit, I believe, 13,263. Had a match length of roughly nine minutes, which is whew, a lot of nine minutes there. And uh, Meltzer gave this one and a half stars, and wow. I thought he was generous. But, uh, you know, that being said, uh, Devin, how did we get there? That sucked. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Not so the performers. In, not the performers. This match that sucked. <laughs> in late 2015, Cody and Dustin, who was portraying Gold Dust, were tagging when Cody Rose was overtaken by the Stardust persona. Over the next few weeks, Cody was able to kind of control the monster within himself while still tagging with his brother Gold Dust. But eventually, that Stardust character took over Cody's vessel and snapped. He was no longer Cody, and he was no longer a Rhodes. Dusty even tried to bring back his son, but Stardust replied, Cody Rhodes is dead, and as far as I'm concerned, so is my father. Ooh. Which Boy, doesn't really make sense. <laughs> doesn't really make sense because it's Stardust saying it, not Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Stardust's father? I don't know. But I digress. Totally well, maybe his father is dead. <laughs> yeah, right? So here at Fastlane, Dustin wants his brother Cody back. So he doesn't want to hurt Cody. He just wants to beat Stardust and bring his brother Cody Rhodes back to him. Like a, what do they call it, exorcism type thing? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Don't hurt All him, right. just suck the demon out. So just yeah, to start this out, and I know I said this earlier today, as much as we may have picked this match for different reasons, it was really nice to see Dusty Rhodes. Um, Stardust coming out to absolutely no reaction. <laughs> now... <laughs> So I, I guess the, we've heard conflicting things here, James. We've heard uh, Road Dog actually say on his show, "Oh, you didn't know that Cody was all in on this." Now, do you believe that's true? And of course, and, and Brian Haremza also has a great question. He wants to know what are your honest thoughts on Stardust. I am so glad that you asked me this because uh, <laughs> I have an opinion about how Vince treats, let's say, wrestling families. And uh, he kind of bastardized the Rhodes one, I kind of feel. He put the dad in polka dots. Uh, well, we'll just, you know, Gold Dust was Gold Dust. I'll put it that way. You know, he took a great wrestler in Dustin. And, uh, you know, nothing wrong with Gold Dust, but Gold Dust was Gold Dust. And now you take Cody, who is a legit, you know, wrestling talent, and you put a star on his face also. Like, it's kind of, I kind of feel like he toys with the, Wrestling families, let's not forget all the shit that he did to the Hart family. Let's not forget. Granted, the Simone family has definitely flourished, <clears throat> but the Rhodes and the Hearts, he's kind of, I think he's kind of like, you know, you're in my world type of shit. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I think he bastardized. I think he's done the Rhodes family good, but like when he took, when he had the opportunity, he let them know it was his company. I'll put it that way. Hey, Mike. So we have Brandy Rhodes as your ring announcer. 
Do you think this was uh, she was put in here for maybe the diehard fan just as a a nugget for us, or do you think people knew that she was Brandy Rhodes, uh, or is this something we? I think I mean later? people knew about it, but wasn't that her job? I get it, but it's for this particular match, is what I'm getting at. She did other matches too, didn't she? Not on that same night. I don't know. I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I wasn't well, told to watch the whole pay per view. Well, it was the first match, and that's what I watched. Devin, I'm sure you watched the whole pay per view. Did she was she the ring announcer for all the matches? Uh, Even Styles was her name in WWE at the time, and she did do all the pre-show matches and the match before this one. I believe this was her last match of the night, though. Okay. So, toned down, Goldust entrance, no reaction again. Devin, is this character played out at this point? Yeah, at this point, is 2015. The Goldust character has been going for almost 20 years, like 19 years. So, I mean, what else can you do with the character at that point? Well, listen now, commentary referred, they call him Dustin half the match. <laughs> I mean, you know. So I have a question based off that. Do you guys think that for this match in particular, and maybe for the rivalry going forward, that Dustin should have taken back his Dustin Rhodes persona, the natural? Boy, we've wanted that for a long time. <laughs> I, I think that would have worked. We've wanted that for a long time. But, uh, I want to ask you, Moose, how good are these two if you take the makeup off? Um, man, that is a loaded question. Um, didn't okay. Cody just have that little mustache gimmick? Didn't he do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I mean, he looked like a porn star or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean, if you look at both of them. They're both very similar, but they're also very different in-ring performers. They both have the charisma of their father. Granted, it took Dustin a little bit longer to captivate or captivate, capture that charisma and really harness it for himself. Cody was a little bit more natural with it. Dustin was more of a natural in the ring, hence his name. Cody, on the other hand, had that that really strong amateur background and, and was trying to and, and really did bridge the gap between a old school mentality of, of wrestling but also pairing it with a new school kind of vision of how i can use this but speed it up so it's more entertaining and it's more exciting so if you take the makeup off you take the silly voices away and you have dustin versus cody you really have two halves of what is one person fighting each other. I, I really think that there's a missed opportunity in them doing a yin and yang, Kane and Abel type story in WWE or AEW because of just how good both of them are when you just give us Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes. Great. James, let's just say it. Who the heck are these announcers? Well, I'm glad you asked, Brad. Uh, we have John Bradshaw Layfield. We have Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler. Some shoving and <laughs> some shoving and butting heads. Cody freaking out in the ring from the crowd because they are saying his name Cody. Mike, is he putting everything into this 
during this moment and during this match? Of course he is. I think he he's always putting everything he has into every, when he gets in that ring. That's just who Cody is. He's and that's why he is where he's at now. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Great um, whether or not we like it or not, there's no way he's not trying here. I agree, 100. percent Exactly. Not much wrestling early though, Devin. Is this? I mean, is this just all story? Uh that's exactly what it is. Uh, Dustin said before the match that he doesn't want to hurt Cody. He just wants his brother back. So, I mean, he's – we're not expecting a lot of action in this match. It's all supposed to be story, I believe. Atomic drop from Goldust. Dusty watching from the back. So, Moose, how long before the paint comes off in these matches? Uh, when you're watching a match with painted faces, do you have a timer on when the paint's coming off? As you can see, this is an Adam question. <laughs> I was about to say, this has Adam Ranala. How long does the paint last, Adam, before it turns um, off? Well, well that, that really depends on the performer, the type of paint they use, and then if they put anything over it. Um, because back in the day, Sting had said that he would like sp- uh, spray hairspray on his face mm. and then the road warriors would do the same thing to to try and make the, the paint last longer so it once again it, it goes back to the person who, who it's on the type of paint that's being used and if there's any and if they put anything on their face other than the paint to try and seal it in um so i mean if, if you look at painted face wrestlers a lot of them would dissolve throughout the match and i think that that's part of that mystique of a painted face wrestler you go back to the great kabuki and he would come out with with the with the garb and and the headdresses or the masks and he would take it off and he'd spray the green mist all over his hand and, and, and he would have the mist dripping down his chin on his paint but as he wrestled that paint would start to come come off and you would start to see the man underneath. And I think that was also the thing that a lot of people really liked about the great Muda was you saw the, this ninja from hell, which is what his character was, but you also then started to see the man behind the paint and you realized that this amazing creature that you just watched for however long is really human. So I think that's one of the things about painted face wrestlers is that you can really expand, suspend your disbelief a little bit further with them because you know that they're like a a humanoid form or a human, but their face is so different that, that you're not really sure what or who they are. But as that paint fades and as you get to see the person behind it, you, you can really identify with them more. That's awesome. I've never really thought about that, but that makes a lot of sense. It's like a character, it's a character when they come out. of my life, so all this stuff <laughs> is very analytical. Character like when, when they Vader come out and you cheer for the off. man like at the end. That's awesome. I've never really thought about that. I don't know how to follow <laughs> that, but clothesline to the outside by Goldust the Stardust. James, this is from Bober as well, and I wrote it here, but I'm going to go ahead and incorporate it into the match. So I wrote, how does this compare to the match that they had after leaving the company? And Boba writes, what Rhodes versus Rhodes match was better and why was it double or nothing? So just tell me the comparisons that you thought. Uh, one is a one is Stardust and Gold Dust, and one is Dustin and Cody. The the brothers Agreed. dueling, battling, you know, like and of course we've covered that in our archives. We have but, uh, archive one. Was that the first? 
first episode. That, Holy yep. crap. Yeah, don't listen to that Holy one. Don't check, that, don't check that one out. We thought we were something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Man. But, yeah, I mean, you know, because right here, I'm out of it. And as you uh, mentioned earlier, this is the flat, flat crowd. There's no pop for either entrance. You even put Dusty on the screen with the little pre-show uh, talk to uh, Gold Dust or Dustin. He's in the Gold Dust ship, but they're calling him Dustin. Whatever. But, yeah, they have that pre-match interview on the screen. No reaction. <laughs> so, like, yeah, obviously the other one's better. And I would think it's because you can relate to it more, you know, because it's uh, Cody and Dustin, not, you know, Space Boy that hisses and then uh, androgynous. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Kicks uh, and punches in the ring. Cody out of the ring – or. Out of the ring to booze from the crowd. Goldust off the top, leg off, up on Stardust, and then a block. It was a block. Now they're on the outside. Submission by Stardust. Elbows from Goldust. The announcers. Now, Mike, I didn't know. Did you notice? Did you notice that the announcers weren't even calling the action in the ring? I had it on mute. <laughs> you were probably better. And as much as we're laughing right now, you were probably better. All they were doing was putting over the story. Do you, I mean, this is a wrestling match. Do you think they should put over the moves as well? I mean, you can do some of them, call some of them, but I think a lot of it is, has to do with the story itself. I mean, I, I like wrestling because of the storylines. I mean, it's not just, you know, some of the matches. and it, You can have a shitty match, but if it has that good storyline, then it works. So or then I, it, and I, it can be flip, it can be flip-flop. You can have a shitty storyline, something that's going nowhere, but they have a great match and it works both ways. So can I just ask you, why did you watch this? If you like story so much, why did you watch it on mute? I was on Zoom. Hey, oh. <laughs> but no, I will one say one of one of our kick kick out crew uh, live experiences. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, so. hey, to double back on this, so the commentary doesn't really put this match over. Like they they're kind of halfway taking digs at it the whole time. Like they, they act bored, uninterested, and they kind of sort of shit on it the whole time. Do you think that kind of defeats the purpose of the character itself, trying to get that over? If the commentators are just gonna shit upon the whole thing, let's just. Well, let's I mean, just they say, can't uh, really hear him on the wrestling. Well. Nothing was done well. No, but I mean, they're gonna go back and watch it. I think they're... it started with the entrances. If really? the entrances got any pop, maybe they would have taken it a little more serious. But since it was fucking dead for both entrances. I think they were like, well, got a stinker on our hands here, you know. That's very fair. So booze to Stardust now chanting Cody. Devin, is Cody reacting well to the fans? Ah, Cody is it isn't Cody, Brad. This is Stardust, Stardust. reacting good to the fans. <laughs> Stardust is reacting exactly how I'd expect. He's saying, I am not Cody. He's uh screaming at the crowd. He's he's being the heel, the heel gimmick that we're seeing. Stardust punishing the ribs of Goldust. Uh, springboard elbow by Goldust misses. Moose, what could have made this better? That's a Taking loaded question. <laughs> Taking the paint off. Well, no, no. Let me back in. What One scenario. Take the paint off. Have them come out as Cody and Dustin. Or you let Dustin come out in the uh, Goldust get up. And you just call him Dustin, because they're, they're they're acknowledging that this is a real family, this is a real issue, but it's being presented 
in this medium. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, what if Cody comes out as Cody, Dustin comes out as Goldust, and you flip the script where Cody is trying to beat Goldust out of Dustin? You you could do that. Like you wipe off also- the paint, like rub his face on the mat, you know, just like shit like that. Like, yeah. And then that's the other thing is you could have the match get to a halfway point and Cody snap out of it. Like he comes to and he, and and he's looking at himself like, what is this? Like, like what am I wearing? <laughs> right. Right? No, no. Like, you're, like yeah, he's yeah. like, what is going on right now? And he takes the gloves off and, and he unzips the bodysuit and he like takes it off and he's got his trunks on, obviously. And he's just like, what is happening right now? And, 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 and he's like having this, this moment of like, who am I? Like, what's going on with my life? Why, why did I snap into this alternate personality? And then Dustin like stops and goes, are Cody like this whole big exchange. And then right at the last possible second, Stardust snaps back in, takes the dirty pin and they're out. I need an old priest and a young priest. What if C-A-T really spelled dog, huh? That would have been much better. Moose, (laughs) you just booked the hell out of this story. That really was. If they would have flipped the whole, like... Oh, yeah, you could have easily had Cody been like, Dustin, you're not gold dust anymore. Gold dust has been dead since power long. You're Dustin. You have your daughter you have this you have that da 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 and and maybe dustin was trying to recapture the magic of gold dust and get one more good ride out of it you're done old man you're done as fun as that sounds brad what did we get snapmare roll up into a pin (laughs) gold dust with the win but was it a pin devin (laughs) <laughs> it did not look like a pin. <laughs> looked like the ref did not count the three count. He kind of stuttered and then was like, you know what? Call for the bell. And that's what I wanted to ask you, Mike. Did they call this early? Because it was just not getting over? It was just maybe they might have just called it real quick. Because it did just kind of happen. It came out of nowhere. It did not look like the finish for sure. Because even Cody yeah. was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know. Right back at you, James. Was this a big waste of all four roads? <laughs> you have cody yeah you yeah have no. dusty, you have dusty and you have brandy was this this yeah i mean to involve dusty in this I, I guess i get it but definitely in hindsight boy this doesn't hit <laughs> it just does not hit you had you had gold right there and this just well this was That's what i mean you copper. have royal oxidized copper you have wrestling royalty and this is what we got for real. That you is, you don't think they want to do that same type of thing today with all of them again? Ooh, though we are amazing. not insulting Dusty Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, or Brandy Rhodes. We're insulting the creative that yeah, put yeah. them in this position. I just want to friend of the show, Cody Rhodes. Keep listening. Same with you, Dustin. One last fact about this show. Um, unfortunately. This was Dusty Rhodes' last time ever appearing on WWE TV. Very true. He did not look. He did not look good. Mm. He did not look good. He did not look like. He did not look like Dusty. Let's say that he didn't look like Dusty. But anyway, um, back to you, James. This match is over. Thanks for. We were. I did the questions during the match because they were kind of part of my outline anyway. So, anyway, back to you, James. Well, 
what better way to uh, you know live it up uh, than <sighs> boy i guess we are gonna liven up huh i guess we're going to uh i actually i like the fmk part of this so brad What's on the FMK menu today? So it's been a couple of weeks since we've done an FNK. And as everybody knows, I put out a new idea for next week. Just waiting for the uh, submissions to come in. And uh, James just keeps shaking his head. He's okay that with that. He's okay. Idea. He's okay with a fuck, Mary kill though. No problem there. Morals, oh, morals all Boy. over the place. All right. I'm going to send you two of them and you read them on air. I will. And then I'll, oh. and we'll cut them out <laughs> if we have to. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I want to go ahead and apologize to Devin. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, <laughs> it is um, this time of year. Fastlane going into WrestleMania is the Golden Globes time. So what better way than to do the F Mary kill for the Golden Globe winners of 2019, a year before <laughs> COVID. Yeah, that's why I need to replace this sometimes because we're running out of things. So I'm going to name the actress. We and won't run gonna... out of things if you do the J-Lo's exes. I'm just saying. <laughs> so we're going to go with Emily Blunt, who won Best Actress for Mary Poppins. We're going to go with Amy Adams, who won Best Supporting Actress for Vice. And we're going with Emma Stone for one Best Supporting Actress, what, a movie I haven't seen called The Favorite. Emily Blunt, Emma Stone, Amy Adams. Let's go to Moose first, as he's our guest. Sorry, Devin. We know you're the young buck that gets real excited. Ow. Um, man. Um, I'll just go in order. I am going to F Emma Stone. Looks like the type of girl that you can just like shoot a text to. She comes over, you go over. You Netflix and chill, you have a few drinks, whatever. It is what it is. Mary. Man, I do like accents, and Emily Blunt has that really nice British accent. Amy Adams, there's just there's she's cute and wholesome. So for that reason, I am going to marry Emily Blunt. <laughs> because I want her to call me Govna as many times as humanly possible while she's riding Moose Mountain. Hey, <laughs> yes. Hashtag <laughs> Moose Mountain. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and so. unfortunately, I am going to have to brutally murder the girl next door, Amy Adams. Ooh, rough, man. Rough. Uh, I appreciate uh, all the good explanations, though. Devin. I'm so. All that bitch. With yeah. my trusty help of Google, I just found out that I would marry Amy Adams. In you, know what? you never saw Enchanted? Uh, no. You never saw Night, Night at the Museum 2? Oh, yeah. I did see that. What are we doing? All right. Have you well, never I'm marrying Amy Adams. Movie. That's what I'm doing. And then. The second one from Easy A. Uh, ever since then, I've had a crush on her, so I am fucking Emma Stone. That's my fuck. And then, on a process of elimination, I'm killing the one I forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
Mike, I saw you Googling up there, pal. What do you Who got? Who was it? Uh, by the well, I was looking at some of Who's the I am definitely marrying Emma Stone because that girl is fire. I'm going to fuck Amy Adams and killing the um, Emma. Emily Blunt? Or not Emma. Uh, what's her name? What was the third one? Emily, Emily Blunt. Blunt. Emily Blunt, yeah. I'm going to kill her. Why? Because Emma Stone is fire and I can, I'll do that every day, all day. If they're going to be a one night stand, it's going to be Amy Adams and the other one. I'm just process of elimination. All right. All right, James. What do you got, pal? Uh, you know what's funny is uh, Amy Adams played one of uh, Jim uh, Halpert's love interests, but Emily Blunt was a legit love interest of John Krasinski. Look at that. Full I'll be circle. damned. <laughs> What a, what a small damn. world, huh? <laughs> so here's my thing. Emily Blunt probably getting killed. <laughs> Hear me out on Why? this. Huh? Why, James? Because well, she's the odd person out. I guess I did this backwards. She just happens to be the odd one out. Emma Stoner is getting fucked, but I want her to have blonde hair when I fuck her. This is all the time with this blonde hair bullshit. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying, hey, her red hair is sexy. Don't get me wrong. But I definitely, as I'm scrolling through the Google images, and I saw that blonde hair. I'm like, oh, that's the chick. Yes, sir. Sign me up twice. And I'm marrying Amy Adams because, which is funny because she does have red hair. But I'm marrying Amy Adams because I just think she's hot. I think she's yeah. like. Hey, hey, Devin, put in Emma Stone as Poison Ivy and tell me what you think. <laughs> okay. Uh, good but yeah, uh, Amy Adams, who is redheaded. Yes, please. So I am going to fuck. I am going to fuck Emma Stone <laughs> because I feel like the movie's super bad. I, I, I she was like unachievable for a while there, but she was giving him enough a little flirtation where he was trying all night, trying all night. When she was in high school. Yeah, <laughs> and she was, and so was. Funny thing about my back is it's located on my dick. <laughs> but that was 15 years ago, so I was Dude, 32. Hey, I, I guess that's say, acceptable. When that movie uh, came out, was literally the year I graduated high school, and people like they compare me to Jonah Hill in that movie constantly. Curly so hair, gonna, fat guy, outlandish. Like, yeah, I got that all the time. I'm gonna kill Emily Blunt. I just, I, I can't. I have to marry Amy Adams. I, I love Amy Adams. I. She like you said, Mushi is the girl next door. Uh, I there's just something about her. There's just something about her that she's the marrying kind. That that's the marrying kind. She's the marrying kind <laughs> of the three. She's the marrying kind. Maybe she's a partner. girl you can take home to mom. Absolutely, and you can show your mom her movies too, and everything's fine. And my mom will be like, "How much are you paying her?" <laughs> <laughs> Out kick the coverage. I mean, just the wholesome girl next door. That's beautiful. All right. Well, I, got, I appreciate that, guys, but it doesn't stop there now, does it? Of course So not. let's talk about the gentlemen. The gentlemen are here. So we're going to go with Christian Bale, who was best actor in Vice. We're going with Viggo Mortensen from Green Card. Now, if you don't know who Viggo is, Devin, he was also in G.I. Jane. Okay? Let's let's try to remember that. He's been in a lot of things, but I don't know. I feel like you're already Googling. Same with, uh, yeah. you. Same with you, Mike. Same with you, James. James. Was Devin even alive when that movie came out? (laughs) Viggo Morrison. Well, he was alive in 2019 for Green Card. And finally, 
jo- John C. Riley from Stan and Ollie. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Moose. Um. <laughs> John yeah. C. Who? Tough one. I John know. C. Riley, bro. You'll definitely know him when you Google that image. <laughs> Walk uh, hard down life's rocky road. So, so, so I, 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 I'd have a, a one night stand with uh, Christian Bale, um, as long as he's not in American Psycho mode. Ooh, tell me about it. <laughs> Great movie. Never seen it. Go watch it, Devin. Um, <laughs> I've actually seen that one. Huh. I'm I'm gonna marry John C. Riley because I just want to laugh all the time. Hell yeah, dude! Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, Viggo Mortensen, great actor, a lot of great films under his belt. But I'm 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 just gonna have to put him out to pasture. Got it, Devin. All right, so same exact Mary as Moose. I am marrying John C. Riley for the fact that I will go to bed happy and laughing every single night. He would be the man to marry in that crew. And then uh, Vigo Mortensen, if he can be the Vigo Mortensen from Lord of the Rings with that long hair and oh, dressed hair, as huh? the, the Dark Knight guy. <laughs> oh, all right. He's my fuck. And then out of uh, the last one, sorry, Christian Bale, but you're just too much of a heel for me. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Good. Mike, what do you got? Well, I guess I'm marrying Johnson Riley. Um, fucking Christian Bale, because I thought he was pretty cool in Batman. And then the other one I'm killing because I don't know who the fuck he is. You don't know him at all. I mean, I know him, but I'm not a big fan of him. I just went by, you know, it was that time, 2019 Green Card. I have not seen it, but I do know him in other movies. James, what do you got, pal? Well, like uh, everybody else, yo, gotta marry old Dewey Cox, baby. Gotta marry John C. Riley, old shake and bake himself. Fucking, uh, I think he's hilarious. His movies really get me. He even has played a bunch of serious actors, like, you know, off and on, which I think is, uh, shows his, you know, range. Uh, Vigo. Hmm. The handsome guy. You could have said stepbrothers or something like that. I don't know exactly what you were talking about. Well, the thing is, that wasn't the year. This is 2019 Golden Globes. Yeah, but I would have given you an idea of who the hell but there's you were a theme. talking about. Hey, Walk Hard <laughs> is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's a highly Walk underrated. Hard. It is. Dewey Cox is highly, and a great soundtrack. If you haven't heard it, great soundtrack. But uh, yeah, that being said, Vigo may be, uh, you know, the odd man out on this one. He may get killed because, you know, well, this is going to sound weird, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to sound weird. You know, huh? Zach, Batman, huh? But no, uh, but which Christian Bale are we getting? Wasn't he in that movie like The Machinist where he was like 85 pounds? He's he's a, definitely a character actor. He's played different parts. He doesn't yeah, always yeah. the hot guy for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we have a lot in common because our weight fluctuates. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess that's I'm fucking Christian Bale. Or maybe Batman's fucking me, or I'm fucking Batman. This is getting weird. This is getting really weird, James. You know? All right. Well, I am also going to marry John C. Riley, And I think one of my favorite lines ever was from Step Brothers when he says, because cops isn't on until four. It's freaking great. <laughs> I like when Will Ferrell's rubbing his uh, <laughs> junk on the <laughs> drum set. He's like, talk about Moby Dick, which is a Led Zeppelin reference. Oh, I love it. <laughs> 
Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. And the drug <laughs> stuff on uh, <laughs> the drugs on Dewey Cox when he opens the door. You don't want none of this shit, Dewey. <laughs> Let's also not forget him from uh, what was the one where uh, where was the, <laughs> the one where he was a porn star with what's his name? Uh, damn it. Boogie damn nights. it. Uh, the fucking boogie nights. Boogie yeah, nights. Yeah, yeah. He's boogie hilarious nights, yeah. in that. What do you bench? Um, no, no, two. Uh, three fifty. And he's like making a <laughs> shake. That's just so good. Um, I'm killing Christian Bale. Um, because uh, he does have a lot of attitude, and he is all over the place with characters. And I'm not sure what I'm gonna get. Uh, but I guess I could pick the one I want. But I'm gonna kill him because I am gonna fuck Viggo Mortensen because of the way he acted in GI Jane, Mr. Power Trip. Well, I'm gonna power trip right up your ass, pal. Hey <laughs> oh. I'm gonna take. Sure. I'm gonna be the top. I'm gonna be the top in that situation, tough guy. Are you, All right. Are you sure about that? <laughs> my, it's my fantasy. Yeah, it's Aragon, right? isn't, it? isn't that his name in Lord of the Rings? My fantasy. Guys, thanks for playing. Moose, thanks for playing. Back to you, James. Boy, howdy! Setting the town on fire with that one. Wasn't you bad. know, and <laughs> speaking of setting the town on fire, I guess it's time for uh, see what the kids are into these days. With Devin on uh, his Devin demographics. So, uh, what you got for us this week? So, for Devin's demographic of the week, I struggled all freaking week with something to do. So, today I decided, hey, this episode is dropping March 9th. So, happy birthday to these wrestling veterans. Tiger Ali Singh, who's turning 52. Molina, who's turning 44. Rick Steiner, who's turning 62, and Nikita Koloff, who's turning 64. Happy birthday out there from the Kickout Crew. Boy, what tremendous thought that took. Shut the living hell. Shut the Those are some legends that are out there. Rick Steiner's son is tearing it up in NXT right now. And I just want to say, hey, happy birthday, legends. I used to love the Steiner brothers and Rick Steiner was my thing. I mean, he's just like running in a circle, you know? Molina's entrance to the ring. Yeah, yeah. All these legends. Happy birthday. Fantastic, Devin. That was it. That's it. Back to you, brother. You know, it's hard. This is episode 46. I got to think of a Devin's demographic every single week. I yeah, run out of time. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't do any, I don't do anything with these episodes, <laughs> yeah. Devin. Every week, I don't have to do shit. <laughs> Happy birthday, fans. I'll give you a little inside trick there, Devin. You notice I only have one little segment. Y'all have a topic and a segment. Yeah, but you're the host. Oh, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. It's your show, <laughs> asshole. It's your, your show. It's everybody's show but mine. That's what I need to show. Everybody show, but uh, this is where we get a little Rammy Moose. You know, <laughs> yeah. wait, it's not quick. my show. It is y'all's show. I just happen to be jackass on camera. Like, that I just want to give a shout out to uh, Randy for sticking around this long. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Freaking save us, James. Cool. <laughs> well, you know what else will save us? Some good food and. I can't wait because we didn't talk about this last week. Well, we kind of did. Oh, yeah. You guys talk about hot dogs. We all threw out our own I fucking ideas. heard it. <laughs> you, know yeah, what, you know what? It really, sucks that Adam, it really sucks that Adam's not here because I sent him a slut, a slut joke, but it was horrible. <laughs> that, hey, 
I will, I will say there's a fan of our show that I talk to regularly because I happen to be, uh, you know, the seed of his loin. But he was definitely uh, very vocal about a lot of these uh, Mike's Meme Minutes lately. And uh, he oh, he's going to love this one. Can he's going to love this one. Bober. So what about... I'm not the seed of Bober's loins. Huh. A pizza sloppy Joe. I'm, I'm interested. Ooh, okay. <laughs> So this one, I'm going to do um, pepperoni with this one. You can put different toppings if you want. So if you like mushrooms and black olives, Gross. you can add all those to it. Now what you need, two pounds of ground beef. You need, meat? Uh, what? Yeah, meat. See? You need a pack of pepperoni, a teaspoon of salt, teaspoon of pepper, um, some minced garlic. Put that in there. One can of crushed mushrooms, an eight-ounce can of tomato sauce, and then get your hamburger buns, which I like the Hawaiian ones. That goes really good with this one. The Hawaii, sweet Hawaiian. Yeah, some the, yeah, the Hawaiian. I know which one you mean. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Those are amazing. The King's Hawaiian. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm. And some mozzarella cheese. Sliced mozzarella cheese. Then you're going to brown brown your meat in a big skillet and add salt, pepper, mint garlic to it while you're doing that. Drain all the all the grease. And then stir in your Italian seasoning, your tomatoes, tomato sauce, and pepperoni, and then any other seasons you want. After you do that, then you take it and serve it on your Hawaiian bread, put a piece of cheese on there, and good to go. Are you talking about Hawaiian? Serve with French fries or onion rings. So I'm interested in making that. Can you post that on Twitter, please? (laughs) Oh, sure thing, boss. I said said, please. I didn't say do it now. For sure, yeah. Brad. What do you want? The ingredients or how to do it? Um, pretty much the meat minute in writing. I mean, on a uh, Twitter feed for all the fans to enjoy. Right. It's not that hard. I, I you know how to make sloppy joes. I don't think I'm being that big of an asshole, but make, make I am. sloppy joes. Add pizza topping with tomato sauce and crushed tomatoes. Very simple. Boy, iron on all cylinders on this one. <laughs> Moose is like, what the fuck did I get right. into? Sure could have used a walk and walk and walk in between that. Walk and walk Oh, man. So that's it, huh? Just, uh, that's it? Good. Yeah. I yeah, like Sloppy Joe's bonus. Oh, I got another quick thing. Oh, We're shit. We're starting to do some more bonus episodes. I got Watch Along. We got a Watch Along series coming along. So I do my first one. Oh, I already did my first one. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope everyone enjoyed it. It's hope definitely out it. before this, which is great. If you would like to join, because we know we got so many people saying you want to be a guest, we had to do another show. And there we go. So, and you know, as some people pointed out um, earlier this week, we need a live show version. Hit up James for that. He's Ooh, great. Do not. <laughs> hey, spoiler. We'll be at a... You know what? If you want a live version, take out your phone when we're in Top Guy Weekend and videotape, and I'll talk to you till the cows come home, and that'll be your live <laughs> version. And yeah. Back to you, Brad. <laughs> oh, it's not me. It's James. <laughs> I will say uh, I do like the uh, idea because Mike is uh, legit on this. There are a lot of, and we appreciate it, but there's a lot of friends and stuff. And uh, 
it's not saying that you're not going to get on an episode, so we're going to put you on the bonus. But hey, we got some bonus watch along stuff, you know. Jump in and watch some shit with us, you know. We all love wrestling, oh, yeah. obviously. So we're going to do some watch alongs, you know. Could be a match, could be a little more. Who the fuck knows? But yeah, yeah. join in. It- like It's more than welcome, you know. We'll reach <clears throat> out, you reach out. Because here's the thing. I like having guests on our show. And I like when they reach out. So yep. Brad doesn't And have- it is also more time friendly. So we can do it different times. True, it- yeah. There's there won't be all of us. It'll be one or two or maybe three of us. Whatever whatever we can do. Yeah. So, every it'll Thursday be, it'll be more to your schedule compared to y'all conforming to our schedule. Correct. Because it's every your, Thursday. Because it's your bonus show. Every Thursday, what, Devin? What the hell are you saying? You get us, the kickout crew. <laughs> but joining Mike for a bonus show, you can be the kickout crew and you. You know what? Moose is rubbing his face like Brad does. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, it's about that time. Listen to Devin try and explain shit. It's like, listen to my three-year-old try and tell me how Devin. to do something. And we're two and a half hours in. This is my second hey. tall boy. So right, it is. We are two hours and 11 minutes in. Yeah. We switched roles. See, you see how we did that? We switched roles. Yeah. All right. It's so let's talk week, about brother. something else. Well, uh, I guess it's time to discuss next week's topic, Correct. which, hey, we actually have by the time, uh, you know, this episode comes out, but you'll already have heard it because by the time you hear this, you know, like, uh, yeah, funny how we do these on next week when next week's happening already. That's the way it goes. So what do we what got, we, James? We have the time stone, I guess, is what we have. That's an Avengers joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, I guess next week we're going to cover some on our road to WrestleMania. Sometimes there's little bumps <laughs> on the way. Some potholes, as you will, which this is not necessarily on the road to WrestleMania, but WrestleMania themselves. So we figure we will cover some matches that maybe aren't so great because, boy, when we get our build to WrestleMania, we're going to cover some good stuff. So we might as well get, hey, you remember those WrestleMania matches that aren't really all that good and kind of laid a stinker or were really flat? What better thing to do than cover those? So I think we got to... Couple tricks up our sleeve next week, uh, Brad. You want to uh, discuss? So now going back to what Devin asked earlier about one of the the feuds from WrestleMania. Yes, this sir. is a match that no one likes. So that is going to be our not so good match, but it's a match I love because it's my wrestling fandom, and that and is going to be shifty. Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. I love the feud because I was a kid, and the build on the Saturday night's main event, I loved it. Now, is it the match of all matches? Is it a five-star Tokyo Dome, six-star, whatever? No, 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 no. But I remember loving every minute of it, and that is a match we were going to cover. And this is a uh, WrestleMania that emanated from three different locations. Another very, very popular thing. Ha! And I have never <laughs> saw it. Great. Well, it's only Neither did a lot so of people. <laughs> and uh, I actually picked one. Boy, loved doing this. But I actually uh, picked one, too. And, uh, you know, Brad, there's a reason Brad asked me about the commentary. And there's a reason Brad asked me about the crowds. Because I tend to be, like, an emotional person. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. If I love something, you'll know it. If I hate something, you'll definitely know it. But uh, I figure, what better way to talk about some WrestleMania stinkers than an announcer match? Huh? So, you know, Jerry the King Lawler did face Michael Cole. 
at uh, WrestleMania 27. Can't wait to be wrong on that one. Uh, but <laughs> I think it was 27 because I forgot about that part. But yeah, I you know that's gonna be the match I pick. Uh, we all know it was terrible. It was like a kiss my feet, lick my feet, some type of bullshit. You remember Cole was in a cage leading up to this. So there's a, there's your help out, Devin. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I think uh, an announcer match kind of fits James uh, to a T on the uh, worst matches uh, at Mania. Perfect. So that'll Love be. It. We're gonna cover terrible matches, but that doesn't mean the show's gonna be terrible because we're usually at our best when wrestling's at its worst. Ho <laughs> ho hey Professional Whoa, podcast, where'd you baby. Pull that out of, pal? Professional podcast. <laughs> But yeah, I guess uh, to be, uh, you know, cordial and courteous to our guest, Moose, we're going to wrap up. Is there anything you want to sell to the people? Maybe uh, promote everything you do and how they can reach you, how they can contact you. You know, this is a fun shit. Um, so yeah. So, so once again, uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, that's really going to become my go-to platform moving forward. I am at underscore mark cyrus that is m-a-r-k-c-y-r-u-s just like my cousins billy ray and miley there um, you go yeah um and, and once again if you are somebody who has a side hustle you have a business or not even a side hustle if you own a business or if you're in the wrestling business and you want to get better at social media you want to up your game you want to be found more by people definitely reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to uh, work with you and uh, try and give you some tips and tricks. And if you want, I can run the entire thing for you. You and I would partner up and we would make your social media as good as it could be. Um, so once again, I am at underscore Mark Cyrus on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on TikTok here and there at Moostodon. Um, You can catch me every Tuesday night on my podcast which is bam um type in the bam podcast on youtube um we're live every tuesday night at 9 p.m uh we talk about wrestling belts because that's where a lot of us come from we talk about current stuff we talk about old stuff um but yeah that's where you can find me uh don't be don't be shy if you happen to see me out and about at different events here and there or if uh you just want somebody to talk wrestling with I'm always down. Nice. Okay. Uh, is under uh, Bam and Beltamania? Is that correct? Uh, it's it's the Bam podcast now. Beltamania is the old name for it. Um, but yeah, if if you guys are into wrestling belts, um, if you've ever wanted to collect wrestling belts, um, I'd be more than happy to kind of point you in all the directions that you can go because that is a whole nother can of worms that. Um, we can get into and i i do enjoy talking about it but i'm not as like nerdy about that stuff as some of my co-hosts mm. sounds like you got some gold there but yeah uh and uh you know and fuck yeah we're doing it and uh you can reach me at james delacori that is the ad sign and James Elcora, names at the bottom of the screen for all of our people who are watching. For those who are listening, uh, spell it. <laughs> it's James Elcora. You know, and uh, we are at Kickout Crew. Uh, enjoyed the shit out of this. We uh, we have a YouTube page, surprisingly. 
Kick Out Crew podcast. We, uh, you know, I'll let Devin plug the uh, other socials. Devin, what other socials do we have? So we got the TikTok, the Instagram, the Twitter, the YouTube, <laughs> the all the handles at Kick Out Crew Pod on Twitter. You can catch me, Devin. You're D. at Kick Out Crew on Twitter. God, well, I just said that. All right. Well, I broke my chair. The Insta, the TikTok, Jesus Christ. Maybe we do need at underscore Mike Cyrus to take over this. Boy, I saw that coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, maybe Tyler might become a Mark Cyrus. Oh. I'm Devin. uh, I'm Devin at Devin D19. Mike, where can the guys catch you at yeah what if somebody has some recipes or anything where can they reach you at mike well all you guys are not sending them you can still send them to at whitaker 1028 on twitter and i would be more and glad to put them on the show and give you a shout out hell yeah and hey brad Brad, if anybody has any uh if anybody wants to be a guest you can contact brad at yeah, I'm Brad at Yes Man Brad on Twitter. Jeez, oh, oh man, Brad at Yes Man Brad on Twitter. Moose, thanks so much for coming on. This was a pleasure. Uh, your wealth of knowledge and you got the voice. And uh, I think this was a really great show. And thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Indeed. I'd love to come back in the future. You definitely tomorrow? fucking will. <laughs> so get ready. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, well, you know uh, that is all we have, I guess, for this episode. And uh, Moose, thank you, man. You. Definitely make us, you made us professional in this episode for sure. Appreciate the answers, the wealth of knowledge, the insight, and everything. Had a grand fucking old time doing this. Uh, and you know, um, as we journey on into the, this week and into uh, this life and everything that we do, we need to remember that sometimes, you know, it's all about the perseverance and how you portray yourself going forward. Because yes, we do have tough times. But tough times only mean that you'll appreciate things moving forward that much more better. Because you know what they say on your show, when life gets you down, we just kick out it too, baby. That's what you do. That's what we do. That's what we all do on your show, The Kickout Crew. Hope you guys enjoyed it. See you next week. Peace. Peace.